Now that we're starting Ma'aseh HaKorbanot in the Torah, in the Parashiyot, and we come to the Sugiyot of Big Day Keruna, Kleya Bet HaMikdash, Korbanot, afterwards we come to the Sfarim that talks about it, talk about it more in length, and that is the Sefer of Vaikra. One looks at it as something that was already passed years ago in the Chorban Abayit. It has no relevance at all to our time and age. And we just hope that it will be no gea very soon when Mashiach will come. But we need to know that Be'etzim, there's a big controversy that maybe, just maybe, it's no gea even Bazman Because there was a big machloket, big controversy, whether one is allowed to bring korbanot, sacrifices, in our time. How should one bring sacrifices when you don't have Beta Mikdash? That's one question. How could one bring sacrifices when you don't have Big Day Kodesh? That's another question. How could one bring sacrifices to Beta Mikdash when you don't have a Mizbeah? when you don't have a Kohen Meyuchas, when you don't have many different things that one needs to have in order to bring a Korban. So that is something that we will be touching Be'ezrat Hashem Barach now, and we'll see how to look at things. So first of all, Gemara, open Gemara in Zvachim Samechbet says that Makrivim Afal Pishen Bait. One is allowed to bring a Korban, although we're talking about Bazman Azeh, not before uh, Bet HaMikdash was uh, that the people brought on Bama. Rather, after Bet HaMikdash was Nechav. Gemara says, Amar Rabba Bachana, Amar Biochanan, Shlosha Nevi'im Alu Yimayim Min HaGola, Echad Sheid Laim Al HaMizbeach, Ve'achar Sheid Laim Al Makom HaMizbeach, Ve'achad Sheid Laim Shemakrivim Afal Pishen Bait. There was one of the Nevi'im that testified that one is allowed to bring a korban, a sacrifice, although there's no better mikdash. And the question is, how could you do such a thing? The very first thing you look at is the Rambam. Rambam in Ilchot Beta Bechira Perekvav, Te'alachat Vav. Fascinating Machloket Rambam and derived. Now, this machloket is nogea not only for bringing the korban, but also you're allowed to go up to Harabait. Well, that I'm not going to touch upon today, because that controversy is more painful, it's more sore, and therefore we're not going to touch upon that. Although all the uh, the poskim, all the poskim, the, the, the more orthodox poskim, less those that are, you would call the Mizrahi, hold, that one is not allowed to go up to Harabait, and there's a Chiyuv Karet, touching upon Yisur Karet in some ways. So the recommendation of the Halakha is not to go up to Harabait. But we'll see right now that even according to those poskim, when it comes to bring a Korban in Harabait, it could be that you will be permitted to go to Harabait, which means if you just want to take a tour in Harabait like they do daily today, 
and you're just going to comply by the rules that you won't mumble any tefillah and you're not going to stop and you're not going to close your eyes to Seshem Israel, or you're not going to walk too slow because you might get arrested and so on and so forth for all that they say you shouldn't but what about bringing a korban I'm not going up to walk in Harabite and see the place and get uh, spiritual ev- elevation Rather, I just want to go in there in order to bring a korban. Not a korban yachid. Korban yachid is not But a korban chova. A korban that a tzibur must bring. Korban tamid, korban pesach, and so on. Chagigah, you bring three korbanot. Chagigah, reyah, v'simcha, korban simcha, shalmei simcha. You're allowed to bring those korbanot. Yes, no. That is the sugiah. Says the Rambam, Lefichach makrivim korbanot kulam she'en sham bayit banui. One is allowed to go to Bet HaMikdash and bring a korban, although we don't have Bet HaMikdash. Open Rambam, that solves us the first issue. How could you bring a korban if you don't have Bet HaMikdash? The answer is, says the Rambam, it's allowed. Makrivim korbanot kulam she'en sham bayit banui. Bet HaMikdash is not me'akev. It's not a requirement in order to bring a korban. One is allowed to bring a korban, although there's no better mikdash. What are you supposed to do with the korban? You just brought the korban. What are you supposed to do with it? If it's kodesh kodashim, you're allowed to eat kodesh kodashim. There's no walls of the azara. Still, you're allowed to eat the kodesh kodashim. ואוכלים קודשים קלים במעשר שני בכל ירושלים. The din is, קודשים קלים within the מחיצות. קודשים, קודשים, קודשי קודשים within the מחיצות. קודשים קלים within the מחיצות of ירושלים. But even if you don't have that, אף על פי שאין שם חומה, it would be permitted to eat, says the Rambam. And same thing would be קודשים קלים ומעשר שני without any problem. Why? Why? Why is it permitted to eat and to bring a korban? It's no better mikdash. Why? Says the Rambam, the reason is Shekdushah Rishonah Kitshah Lishatah Vekitshah Le'atid Lavo. When Yeshua came to Eretz Yisrael, he was Mekadesh Kedushah Rishonah. What kind of Kedushah dwelled upon the Bait and Yerushalayim? Such Kedushah that will be there Le'atid Lavo as well, for future as well. It does not stop. The Kedushah continues there. And therefore, right now, this Kedushah over there, to the level that one is allowed to go in there and bring a Korban. On the same... Oh, so we're going to touch upon that as well. How could you bring a Korban if you are Tameh? You're not allowed. We'll see about that as well. But learn, let's learn the Rambam, because this is a fascinating Rambam. And this Rambam teaches me the concept of Kedushah Rishonah that continues forever and because of that many halachot will come about like for instance according to the Rambam you'll be able to bring a korban according to the Rambam you want, you're not allowed to go to Harabite, right? because there's Kedushah over there a person that would go there is Tameh Velama ni omer bamikdash verushalayim shekedushah rishona Rambam says a contradiction over here. In one hand, you're saying Yerushalayim has a Kedushah as well. The Kedushah is there. But Kedushah we know today, Shvi'it and Ma'asrot is not the Oraita. 
even in Eretz Yisrael. So why is it that there Lokit Shalatid Lavo? Sounds like a contradiction. Whether either is there a kedusha or there's no kedusha. Legabei korbanot, he says the Rambam. Of course, there's kedusha. That kedusha Rishonah was mekadesh latid lavo as well. But when we're talking about kedusha of the land for all the things that's nogea, uh, uh, the the land, like for instance shvit, masrot, and so on, lokit shalatid lavo. Why? Says the Rambam. The answer is What brings the Kedushat Yerushalayim for bringing Korbanot? The Shekhinah. If the Shekhinah is there, then you bring Korbanot. Once the Bet HaMikdash was destroyed, the Shekhinah is still there. And because the Shekhinah is still there, it does not separate from Yerushalayim. You could bring a Korban. What does it mean when the Torah says, Ashimoti, I will destroy your Mikdash? Although they're destroyed, although the place is devastated, there's nothing there, it's empty, but your Mikdash, which means there's still Kedusha over there. The Rambam had a contradiction. What do you do with the fact that Masrot, Shvit, that the Kedusha didn't come because of the Shechina, rather that's because of the Kibush. And once the Kiddush is Batel, Kibush is Batel, which means conquering the land. Once they're not there anymore, so you're not, you don't have that aspect of the land is conquered by you. Since you don't have that, it lost out the Kedusha for that aspect. And because of that, you can't, you don't have an obligation with the Oraita. This is the Rambam. By the way, Take a look at the Ravid over here, he argues on the Rambam. And the Ravid says, Amar Avram, Svarat Atzmo Hizu. This is something that the Rambam says from himself. It is not any play, it's not based. That's what the Ravid says. I don't know where he brings this from. Where's the source for such a thing? A few places the Mishnah says, Im en Mikdash Yirakev. Which means, if you don't have Mikdash, Yirakev, Yirakev. Why? You have over here Kedusha, you should treat it differently. Ubagmara Bebamatsiya Nungimel Amudbet says, Denaful Mechitzot. Which means you don't have Mechitzot anymore, you don't have any more Kedusha. Alma Lemanda Ma Kedusha Rishona, Lokichala Tid Lavo, Lochilek Ben Mikdash Virushalayim Lashar Eretz Israel. And that's it. Velo od. Which means the arguing over here, total machloket. Rambam says the Kedusha goes on Yerushalayim, and that is where the Kedusha stays forever. Says, and this is according to all, comes the Raivan says, even of Yossi that holds that way, the Kedusha Rishona, Kitshali Shatam, Kitshali Atid Lavo, he didn't speak about Yerushalayim, he spoke about Eretz Yisrael. Yerushalayim, for sure, the, the Kedusha is Batel. 
אבל ירושלים מקדש לא אמר, לפי שהיה יודע עזרא, שהמקדש וירושלים עתידים להשתנות, להשתנות ולהתקדש קידוש אחר עולמי בכבוד השם לעולם. So now we're saying maybe you can look, maybe like this, maybe like that. Says the Ravid, how does he know all that? Listen to the words of the Ravid, tell me if you ever heard such a thing. If, if he ends and he says, כך נגלה מסוד השם לרעיו. לפיכך נכנס אתה שם, אין בו כבר. The Ravid says, first of all, he proves it from all different places. Then he says, this was revealed to me, מסוד השם לרעיו. Go argue with that. He says that this is a secret that was revealed to me, and he closes with that, shuts the door, you can't argue with him, because... שאתם צריכים לדעת, you need to know that there is no קדושה whatsoever, and because of that, לפיכך הנכנס אתה שם, אין בו כרת. And this is, by the way, this is the base, we spoke before, this is the base of the מחלוקת, where you're allowed to go to הר הבית or not. Do you go like the Rambam, the Ravid, it's much more into it, it deserves a שיעור by itself that I'm not going into, but I'm just, since we touch this, you see over here, where the whole thing comes out from. Ravid says, Anichnas ata sham en bokaret, it doesn't have kedusha, and because of that, one is allowed to walk in there. Rambam says, no, it has kedusha, it's kedusha lishata vikitsha latid lavo, and one needs to treat it as he would treat the as he would treat it at the time that Beit Hamikdash existed. And this is. הרמב״ם אומר שזה, לגבי מה? לגבי שאר דברים? לגבי נפקא מינא למה? הרי אם אתה אומר שהר הבית כבר מזמן היה לו קדושה. נו. נכון, אז למה אנחנו תמיד קוראים לזה שיהושע בגלל שהוא כבש את זה, אז יש שם קדושה? יהושע, יהושע. יהושע קידשה לשתה וקידשה לדיל לבוא. אבל הוא רוצה שיהושע לקדשה, הרי לפי שיטת... לא, ברגע שהוא קידשה, אז באה השכינה. לאוווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווו
that you got for free. Don't try to get shortcuts when you do Avodat Hashem. Some people do the opposite, right? We spoke about this many times. When it comes to their own pleasures, you buy an iPhone, you buy an Android, you go to vacation, you go to a restaurant. I'm not going to a one star. Top restaurant. Your wife tells you over here they have a good meal, you heard it's nice, it's representable. No, no, no. And once we go out, we spend. We want to feel like kings. And then, after people, yesterday I heard two people that, that, that build a mansion. A beautiful house. Some houses have 50 rooms in a house. 50 rooms. And that's, that's, that's not a lot in our time and age. 50 rooms. There's places that I went and there was at least 50 mezuzot that has to be installed. And now they come to buy, they just build like the most fancy things. They put over there the nicest chandeliers and everything is shining and the door, each door costs them a few thousand dollars. And like, you know, like the place you walk in and everything over there is top notch. And now it's time, time to come to buy and put mezuzot. And they call the rabbi and they tell him, Rabbi, what's the cheapest you got? And you tell them a price and they say, it's too expensive. Can you find anything cheaper? Ma'asim <laughs> bechol, I'm not telling you a joke. It's ma'asim bechol yom. And HaKadosh Baruch says that, that um, I, I, I gave you so much. And the, what am I asking? You have to... What am I asking from you already? Yeah, treat me like, uh, like, like, like you treat your uh, your maid, your servant, your uh, your cleaning lady. Even them, you clean, you treat better. You give them better than than you treat me. Okay, good. But this is Lemaise one David Melech. He said, "No, I'm not bringing olot chinam. I wanna be, I wanna get the best." And that is the way it's Nifsak Lalacha, by the way. That whatever you do for Kadosh Buhu has to be from the best. So when you build a shul, you have to build the nicest shul. Unlike people that have the nicest houses. And then the shul, they give you, know, 18. When I grew up, I was a little kid. When you went up to the Torah, people said, Chai. And even now, the chai doesn't mean anything. You can buy with it. It stays the same. Tzedakah forever and ever. Chai. Chai dolarim levet haknesset. Mishaberach. Why is that? Because it doesn't have any importance with that. So you have a little shul that's in the basement. And you live in a mansion where the halacha says, halacha in the Rambam, in halacha in Shulchan Aruch, that the shul should be nicer than your house. The house of Hashem should be nicer. Whatever you do, says the Rambam, Whatever you do for Kadosh Baruch should be from the nicest things that you have. Okay, that's a little bit Musar before we continue weiter. The Maise, um, there was a Kedusha over there in all these places that, that we're talking about already. Uh, it's Kedusha that, that, that was created with, but not the Kedusha that the Shekhinah dwells there. We're talking about over here that the Lashon of the, of the Rambam, again, he says, Lefishekdushat HaMikdash V'Gushalayim Yipnei HaShchina HaShchina Ena Betela HaShchina wasn't there before Ezra was Kovesh the place. Once it was Nechvash, the Kedusha came there and it stays there Le'olmei Olamim. And there is a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that says that Shchina Galta Eser Galuyot and so on, which needs to be explained. 
But let's go on with what we're learning right now. We want to know a few things. We want to know about those different um, ideas that might be problematic in Bet HaMikdash. First of all, we said over here that according to the Rambam, you're allowed to bring a Korban there today, although, as the Gemara says, although we don't have Bet HaMikdash. This is how the Gemara in Zvachim Sabah Bet says. Rambam brings down in Ilchot Masa Korbanot, Perek Yutet, Alachat Tetvav, Mishe Shachat Kochim Bazman Azeh, you shochet kochim. Right? On Pesach, for instance, you can't say when you buy meat for Pesach, you don't say, I'm buying this meat for Pesach. Why? Because it sounds like you're bringing it for Korban Pesach. So you say, you say you're buying it Leseudat Pesach, Leseudat Yom Tov. Misha Shachat Kochim Bazman Azeh Ve'elam Chutz La'Azara. You bring it Chutz La'Azara, Chayav, Mitneshu Rawi Likarev Vifnim, today. Today, you bring the Korban in Bet HaMikdash. You could bring a Korban in Bet HaMikdash. This is the Rambam in Ilchot Matzah Korbanot. So we see that you could bring a Korban today. So what about the way the Bet HaMikdash is, was built? You know, the Bet HaMikdash was built in a very, very specific way. And you can't change anything in Bet HaMikdash. The Gemara in the end of Sukkah deals with that. The Gemara says, Akol miyad Hashem skill, Which means when they wanted to change a little bit and put on top a place for the ladies to sit. The Gemara says, how could you do such a thing? You has to ha- the, the, the building, the structure of Bet HaMikdash, the architects of Bet HaMikdash has to be proved by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How could they do such a thing? A call me out Hashem skill. Gemara says that that was also Bichlal. Rashi says that, Rashi says that's a Gemara in Megillah. Rashi says that in Bait Sheni, they brought Korbanot 22 years before the Bet HaMikdash was finished. So we see the concept of bringing when there's no Bet HaMikdash existed. Ah, you might say that you need to know where is the Mizbeach. You can't just bring any place around. You need to know exactly. Shema. Shema. <laughs> How do you know where to bring? You need to know exactly where to bring. That was a big machloket. There was a rabbi in the name of Rav Tzvi Hirsch Kalisher. And he wrote a sefer, Drishat Zion. And that sefer, he was a Talmud of Rabbi Kiva That sefer, he presented all the proofs that he has in order to start the Avodat Bet HaMikdash in his time. Although there was, they were in Galut, and although the Eretz Israel was not in, uh, is not, not controlled by the Jewish nation, rather it was, it was controlled by the Turkish Sultan, and he still felt that this is the right time to start to bring in the Korbanot, and he brought a whole sefer proving each and every point that might be problematic. He wrote his Rabbi Rabbi Kivager. Eager in the beginning thought that it's not the it's not correct but afterwards he convinced him and Rabakiva Eager sent a letter to the Khatam Sofer, his son-in-law, 
Mechatam Sofer answered him that he agrees as well that it's after he looked into it that it's permitted but the only problem is that the sultan the one in charge of the place would never allow such a thing he's very you know the arabs that's the way he writes which you can still see it today the ishmaelim are very very um they're very careful not to let anybody else but them go in there that's according to their religion if anybody else goes in there, he makes the place impure and so on. So you're not allowed to go in there. There's few places that unless you are from the Islam religion, you're not allowed to go in there. Mecca, for instance. There are places you're not allowed to walk in there. So here as well, he writes that he would never allow us to do such a thing. So Melod, the whole thing fell apart. But that was in, in their time, Nafkamina, once they would be permitted, and that's, they tried to work this out, that maybe he would let in a certain place in there to still be doing Avodat Korbanot. So going in there, and, and, and this Rav Kalisher started writing on each and every point why it is permitted to have and how to do it halachically. One of the things he says that the question is that you're asked, we all are tmei metim. We all have tum'ah of met. How do we have tum'ah of met? Because tum'ah of met is like the virus. It goes from one place, it's contagious. So if somebody touched that person, and then he touched something else, and you touch that something else, you touch him, so you get that tum'ah, and so on and so forth. It spreads. It doesn't end. So because of that, we all tmei metim, a person that's been to a cemetery, a person that's been under a tree, um, that that is ma'il, which means it's on top of somebody who's dead, which means if anybody been ever to a place of levaya, or so on, we, it becomes a tamemet. Tamemet is not allowed in any way. First of all, to go into the place of harabai. Secondly, it's not allowed also to bring. A korban. On that he says, that is all true if you go in without any purpose. But we all know that Tumah utra le korban tzibur. Now, there's machloket if Tumah utra ot chuya. Machloket in the Gemara in Yumah. Well, I say we posek that Tumah is tchuya betzibur. But before we explain that, you just need to understand that it's permitted to bring a korban, although we are tameh. It needs to be that either the entire Klal Yisrael is Tameh or majority of Klal Yisrael is Tameh. Nitma, the Gemara in Psachim, Ein Tet Amud Bet says, Nitma kahal orubo, o shayu kanim tmeim vakahal taor, yaseh betumah. You bring the Korban in Tumah. That's a question that they ask in Hanukkah. What's the big deal that they needed to have oil that's tahor? Whatever it is, it's, it's fine if you have oil that's tameh. And you don't need to have pach shem and taor that was found. Oh, you see that, Beforshim asked, the Ran, the Bet Yosef brings all these things. There's different answers of how to answer this. The, the Baalei Musar explained that, although it's permitted, but they wanted that the Havodat Bet HaMikdash, when you start being mechanech davodat, you come into the first time, it should be in pure, although it's permitted to do it uh, with with oil that's impure, but they wanted that it should be pure, and because of that purity, it, uh, purity tends to spread and bring more purity, and Ta'ara brings Ta'ara. Just, so whatever it is, that's the answer over there. For Hanukkah, over here, 
we're saying that it's permitted if you want to bring a korban today. It's permitted, although everybody's tameh. Why? Tumat chuya betzibu. So we're saying he needs to be a Kohen, he needs to be a representative, right? So we'll see in a second. The halacha is that whenever you go in, in, for the purpose of the Hechal, the Mikdash, yeah, you, you might ask a question like this. Let me explain to you. Since we have to prepare the, better, the, the place of bringing Korban, we have to prepare. If, if you go, if the person that is Tameh goes straight in and brings a Korban, now we're saying it's permitted. But that's not the scenario. We have to have a place. We have to prepare the place. So before he brings a Korban, everything, things have to be worked out. It's not so pashut to just go. You need to have the place for it. So how do you prepare everything with Tum'ah? If with Tameh, Maybe it's permitted only to shech, but to prepare. How about to prepare? So the halacha says not like that. In, for the purpose of the binyan, ha'echal, ha'mikdash, lechazek bitko, you're allowed to go there betum'ah. If there's nobody that's tahor that could go, the person is allowed to go betum'ah. Which means, if in the time of Bet HaMikdash they needed somebody to fix something in Bet HaMikdash, lechazek bitko, the walls are falling apart, the, the floor is cracked, whatever it is. So... A person that's a only the only person that's available to do the job is a tameh. It's permitted because tumah utra betzibur, and therefore, even though it's not for the korban itself, rather only lechazek bitko, it would be permitted. That's a gemara also in tumura yudaled. The gemara says korbanot yibur dochim et shabbat ve'et tumah, which means if the majority of the kohanim are tameh, it's doche they can go in there and work and do the avodah, do, do what's needed. You might say, yeah, but we don't have today kohanim. You said, who can go? I can go. No, you have to have a kohen. Kohen, everybody's kohen. You need to know that there's two kind, two types of kohanim. Kohen muchzak and kohen meyuchas. <laughs> kohen muchzak and kohen meyuchas. Kohen muchzak means that he knows he's a Kohen because his father went up to uh, do the Avodah, the, the Nesiyut Kapayim. And his father got Aliyah Rishon. And his father went up Aliyah Rishon for Kohanim because his father went up Aliyah Rishon. And, and, and so on. He was considered Kohen. And sometimes they, they invite him to do Pidyon Aben and so on. So he's a Kohen. They tell him, Tfadal, you'll be the first one to say the... the the bracha of Berkat Amazon sometimes on the Zimun. Why? Kohen? Nice. But that is called Kohen Chazaka. Chazaka means there's a Chazaka that was built within time. His father like this, his grandfather like this, his grand-grandfather like this. It's not a Kohen Meyuchas. Kohen Meyuchas means somebody that has Ktav Yichus. He sees exactly the, the line, the tree from where it came. You can track it all the way to the Kohanim. There are people, very few, there are few families that have Ktav Yichus, huh? Ktav Yichus, which means they can track it all the way to the Kohanim. Yes? Yes? Yeah. So, 
if that's the case, and you need to know, there's a machloket even for nafkamina for other things. The Marshdam wrote, is a dat yachid, but he wrote that if you have a Kohen, Kohen has a lot of very strict laws. He's not allowed to marry a Gerusha. Zona, Grusha, Vechalala, Loikahu. Now, what happens if a Kohen met a Grusha or a Zona? What's a Zona? Somebody that was somebody that couldn't marry, like a Goy. And now they, they, you know, he's looking for a Shiduch. We had stories like this. We had stories like this. People that couldn't find a Shiduch for years and years and years and years. They become already older. And finally the day came and they met somebody exactly. They match beautifully like a glove. Everything is so wonderful. Happened to be there's a little bit of an issue. What is the issue? I'm telling you, there were stories like this. I, I had few stories like this. The people came to me. Sad, sad, broke, breaking heart stories. And they they couldn't fit the alpi halacha with those uh, strict laws of the Kohanim, what they're allowed to marry. What are you supposed to do now? So Marsham says that if you have any kind of safek, you can permit that Kohen to marry her. Why? Because the Kohanim today are not really Kohanim. Since the Kohanim muhzakim, they're not really Kohanim. So if you have a safek, let's say safek rusha, safek zona, safek halala, so you have already like a Sfek Sfeka. Safek Kohen, Safek Halala. You have all kinds of Sfekot that you can build up and make the place a little bit shaky, the scenario a little bit shaky. The Marjdam says it's permitted. Now, he's a Daat Yechid, Marjdam. Yes. He's a Daat Yechid on that, and the Poskim, a Poskim. <laughs> Poskim argue with him. <laughs> but when we come to us, we look at things a little bit more strict. We're saying that a person is a not, when we're dealing with us, for Avodat Beta Mikdash, maybe you need to have a, a, a Kohen Meyuchas. Not enough to be a Kohen Muchzak, you need to have a Yichus. Because we all know the Mishnah that, uh, that the Gemara in uh, Sarah Yuchsin brings down that they used to track the Kohanim for Beta Mikdash generations, or Ba'adorot, and so on. So, the Halakha is not like that. The Drishat Zion, Kalisher, that I mentioned before, proves not like that. Proves not like that. And he says that Kola Kohanim Bechizkat Kashrut, unless you know otherwise. But all the Kohanim are Bechizkat Kashrut. One of the proofs that he brings is very shaky, as we'll see, that there are those that Mamash, when they learned the Drishat Zion, they felt that uh, that he was totally off. For instance, the Binyan Tzion writes that when he first heard about the concept of going and bringing Beit HaMikdash, he was very thrilled, he was very happy. But when he started learning the Sefer, Drishat Tzion, or Kalisher, he was taken back. He said, what, what, what kind of proofs are this? So one of the proofs that he brings is that the Gemara in Eduyot says, Eliyah Navi, says over there, Machloket, Mishnah, whether Now he explains, what does that mean? It means a Kohanim that were working in Beta Mikdash, we, if there was, were there because of the Zroah, which means they, were, they, they had power 
And that's how they got the job. Like today, you want to become today anything, what do you need to have? You need to have connections. You need to have money. You need to have power. If you don't have connections, you could be very, uh, very... You, have to, you, can, you can have the kishronot, you can have the, talent, the talents, and you can have the knowledge, but are you connected? Do you have money? What do you have to offer? Lamai said, talent is not good enough in getting uh, getting around. So says the Mishnah that when Eliyahu he comes, his, his purpose is to push away those that work without without being actually the Kohanim, but rather they were able to get the job of working in Bet HaMikdash through power, and those that on the contrary were not, were pushed away from the job. They're really Kohanim, but since they didn't have any connection so they were they were they they were pushed away. He would bring them close. Says the Rishatzion, you see what that there would be bet avodat bet already before Eliyahu Navi comes. You see that before, when Eliyahu Navi comes, that is when the bet mikdash will be built. You see there will be avodat bet without bet mikdash. Would be avodat korbanot without bet mikdash. That's one of the proofs that he brings that you don't need a korban kasher. Lemaisa like this. I want to tell you. There's some proofs that are solid. It says that openly. When you have a, a proof that doesn't say openly, you can you can easily shake that proof, slug it up. Yeah, it's, so you can. First of all, it doesn't say over here that it's talking about koanim that work in Beit Hamikdash. It just mekarev umerachek the koanim, so you can say the koanim for other things. You can say that. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can say here, but it's not solid. You don't have something over here openly in the Mishnah. But I want to tell you something that this you can say like this, like that. But I'll tell you what Chazonish, Chazonish, would say Chazonish, touched on the sugya, unbelievable. The Chazonish himself wrote about this and he says that Bezman Azeh, that's what the Chazonish writes in the beginning of Yoredea. He writes that Bazman Hazeh, I'm reading you the Chazonish, the word for word from the Chazonish in. Uh, in, in uh, in Evan Ezer, not Yoredea, in Evan Ezer, in the beginning, Siman Bet, he writes, If we would have the permission to bring Korban Pesach, you need to have permission, why? There are a group of people that every year try to bring a Korban Pesach, but the, the government doesn't allow them, because you have to go into Harabait. Going into Harabait itself is very dangerous, because the whole world turns against you. Now that they're able to go daily, but if you mumble a word, they see you mumbling a word, they arrest you right away. If you do anything that looks a little bit not from what you permitted to do, it looks a little bit like, you know, you're interrogating, you're doing something that doesn't look exactly that you very uh, calmly just going and passing by and leaving, they arrest you right away. That's the way it is. So they're not allowed to bring Koban Pesach, that's Pashut. But they try. They always try to get permissions for, the, for it. So says the Chazonish, "Itiyav reshut laakriv korban azeh b'zman azeh korban pesach b'zman azeh en levatel b'shvil she'en anu yichus avot at kohen she'avad v'saki b'bdikat dale davot." Which means Chazonish writes, "Forefathers, you're all good. You can bring a korban, korban pesach. If we were permitted to bring korban pesach, the fact that you don't know who's the kohen." That's not good enough. That's not. That's not a. That's not an issue. That's not an excuse. All you have to do is what? You check forefathers. 
grandfather, great-grandfather, forefathers, and you are permitted to go to Beit HaMikdash and bring a Korban Pesach. Fascinating Chazunish. זה חזקה, לא צריך, לא צריך יחוס, נכון? There are those that wanted to say that you have to have a tzitz. You can't bring a korban without a tzitz. What's a tzitz? A tzitz is what the Kohen Gadol wore on his head. Said what? Kodesh la'ashem. You have, that's ma'akev from bringing a korban. So, the Tosfot and Ma'ari Kurkos write that it's only lechatchila. You don't have to, um, if you don't have uh, the tzitz, it's not ma'akev. Who are those? Huh? Yes. Who are those that say that idea that you can bring a korban today, if it will be permitted? We just mentioned the chazonish, but we mentioned before that those farim, Rav Tzvi Hirsch Kalisher. We mentioned Rabbi Kiva Iger. We mentioned the Chatam Sofer, and also the Maritz Chayut. He writes in Siman Ein Vav that after. He went through the whole sugiyah. Chazarti al kol atzadim velo matzati shum davar chotetz ayom lakriv korban pesach. Achar shi bane ayom amizbeach al makom asheraya banui barishona. If you know where it is, and you do know where it is, because the poski they write that since you can measure from the kotel, the kotel is one of the things that Hakadosh Baruch Hu left forever. הנה הוא עומד אחר כותלנו, זה הכותל המערבי שאין שכינה זזה משם מעולם, says the Midrash, which means this is the כותל המערבי, you can measure exactly when you learn the מידות in מסכת מידות, where is מקום המקדש, מקום המזבח, and over there you can bring a מזבח, so says the מעריץ חיות, no problem whatsoever to bring over there a קורבן today, and all those issues that we mentioned before are solved. The fact that you don't have Beit HaMikdash, we said, Makrivim Afal Pishayin Mikdash. The fact that you don't know who's a Kohen Meyuchas, we don't need a Kohen Meyuchas. We need four fathers, that's Kohen Chazaka, it's permitted. The fact you don't have the Tzitz, it's not Me'akev. Tzitz, we said, is not Me'akev. What else is left? Me'emetim. We all Me'emetim. No problem. Tumah Tchuya Betzibur. No problem whatsoever. So all these things are Right away, what about Bigdei Keuna? Bigdei Keuna also, not Me'akev. If a person doesn't have Bigdei Keuna and wants to do that, that's permitted. All these things would be okay. Now, those are, the, those are the Gedolim that felt it's permitted. There are those that felt it's Asur, and they went mamash. They felt that the whole thing is so mistaken. They wrote very, very sharp. Who are they? You have the Sheilat David, of David Mikarlin. He wrote very, very strong to argue on those things, and he wrote on each and everything why it's not permitted. For instance, he made Ma'amarot. Ma'amar Aleph, Ma'amar Rishon. He says, Makoma Akrava. You don't know where it is. You can't be Mechaven. You can't know exactly when is the Makoma Mikdash and Amizbeh. So we said before, you can you can detect you can detect according to the measurements we have from the Kotel. He says, no, you can't. You can't know when is Makoma Mizbeh, and you can't know how to build the Mizbeh. Because of that. Okay, but you don't know where it is. You need to know where it is. Where it is. Right, but where are the people who are today? You don't know. So the only way to know it is from the Kotel, from there you can go. 
הוא אומר שהוא חולק על זה, והוא אומר שאין לך מספיק ראיות שאתה צריך לבנות את זה שם. מאמר שני, זה ייחוס כהן העובד. You need to have כהן מיוחס. That's the way he writes. מאמר שלישי, the big day כהונה, that we mentioned before. All these things that we touched about, they argued whether it's, you could do it לכתחילה, you could do it, you could do it if you don't have it. You could do it בדיעבד, or it's מעכב. If you don't have that, it's not permitted to bring מקריב הקורבן. מאמר רביעי, סתומת הציבור והכהנים. Of all these things, he felt that it's not permitted. בעניין ציון brings that what it says in the... In the Torah, ואשימותי את מקדשכם, ולא אריח בריח ניחוככם. Which means, the Torah points with that, that the Torah doesn't want that one should bring a korban. Why? אשימותי את מקדשכם, that we learn from that, that אף על פי ששמם, אף על פי שהמקום שמם עדיין שכינה בו, כי התורה קוראת את מקדשכם, עדיין יש בו קדושת שכינה. But over there it says, ולא אריח בריח ניחוככם, says the בניין ציון, that you see what? You see that although there is a permission to, to build them, even if you hold that way, is not interesting. He doesn't want that one should build over there Beit HaMikdash. Now who else writes about, about such a thing against? The Chafetz Chaim. Chafetz Chaim has a sefer, Zevach Toda. Chafetz Chaim was a Kohen. Chafetz Chaim felt that one must learn, should learn, the halachot of the korbanot, of the Beit HaMikdash, why? Because he felt that very soon he will build, Beit HaMikdash will be built, and the Kohanim needs to know what to do. And that's why we have many places, many yeshivot in Eretz Yisrael that learn kochim. The briskers, they learn kochim. Why? You have to be ready for, uh, for the Beit HaMikdash. If nobody learns that, everybody learns Shabbat and Yilchot Brachot and Yilchot Tefillah. It's a wonderful thing. But Lemaise, poop, Beta Mikdash now goes down. As Rashi brings, he will go down Vishamayim. And now nobody knows what to do. And there's very strict halachot of what to do in Beta Mikdash. People need to know. So says the Chafetz Chaim the following Safek im tzarich lakriv neged halal petachoel moed. One of the ta'anot that he says is like this. Even if you don't have Beit HaMikdash, but you need to bring a korban keneged halal petach oel moed, which means if the opening of oel moed would be in a certain place, you want to bring on the mizbeach that you put over there, it needs to be right across the opening of oel moed. It needs to be open, it needs to be seeing one the other. And since today you have over there the binyan, the building of the Ishmaelim, so that separates. You can bring a korban because it can't be across that place of Bet HaMikdash, Petach Oel Moed. You understand? You have to have Petach Oel Moed. You want to bring a Korban, it needs to be across Petach Oel Moed. It needs to be able to be seen one the other. If you would be there. But if you have a separation, have a building in the middle, that's separating, you can't see one the other, that's a problem. That's how the Chafetz Chaim brings. Then the Chafetz Chaim says that maybe not, because there's a Rashba, that says that that is only true when you actually have oil moed. So you need to have against the petach oil moed. But if you don't have it, it makes a lot of sense, the Rashba. The Rashba says in Chidushah Rashba that that is only true when you actually do have such a place. If you don't have such a place, it just it needs to be connected a place that would be no, when this din that needs to be connected is only when you do have such a place. Otherwise, no. Also, the Avodat Tama of Chaim Natanzon wrote very much against it. There's much more to speak about this, but we want to end up like this and say 
that this machloket becomes relevant even today, but people are not touching upon it because lemaise lemaise, it's not something one can do because of the reasons we said. Practically, it's uh, it's mamasha dangerous to go up there, and anybody that started inciting going there, you know, that's what how the first intifada started. I remember it very well, like today. The first intifada started because the president back then, the prime minister back then, Ariel Sharon, decided on Erev Rosh Hashanah to take a tour in Harabait. And because of that tour, the arrows get very sensitive when you go up to Harabait. And they started the intifada with so many people that died and so much mess and chaos and, 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 and it, it, it was terrible. Now, there are those that say, those that pro going to Harabai, they say that if you don't show that it belongs to us, you have to sacrifice, you have to show that it belongs to us. If you don't show that it belongs to us, so as long as it doesn't belong to us, the Arabs control such a thing. How could you have a control, Arab control, within the heart of Jerusalem, the heart of the, the Harabite? It belongs to us, it's a problem. So what about people dying because of that? You have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. It's such a thing, even conquering a land of uh, the halacha the permits you this the mitzvah of conquering the land. Kivush Eretz Yisrael, the Ramban says, that's one of the mitzvot that involves pikuach nefesh, which means you don't say that pikuach nefesh is doche that mitzvah. Normally, you have a mitzvah, mitzvah Shabbat, I don't know, whatever you take. If it involves pikuach nefesh, you have to eat a matzah. If you can't eat a matzah because of pikuach nefesh, doctor said it's dangerous to you, so you don't eat. Pikuach nefesh, doche akol. But when we're dealing with a mitzvah of going to a war, the Ramban says that is the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to put yourself in danger that you might. That's the only way you can conquer. How else could you do it? So the mel over here is the same thing. That is the argument. I'm sure. They would say you have to put yourself in a danger in order to control it. And that is something, again, I, I, that's not the machloket. The machloket is between those that permit it and those that don't. And again, the entire uh, uh, Orthodox rabbinate hold that it's not permitted from all uh, the sects in, 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 the, in the religious uh the more religious Haredim holds, all the rabbis say it's not permitted to go out to a Harabite. But not because of what I'm saying right now, because of the Tumah. You're not allowed to go in there because of the Tumah. And that de- deserves for a different time. Hamuvadi speaks about this in the Orletzion and all the Ashkenaz Puskim. You would think that maybe Sparadi Puskim would be a little bit more lenient on the matter. But it's not so. Normally, Sephardi Poskim are a little bit more lenient when it comes to uh, Eretz Israel, Medinat Israel, than the Ashkenaz uh, Poskim. But over here, they all felt that it's Davar Asur, one is not allowed to go to Harabite whatsoever. Maybe we'll speak about that in a different time. But the topic that we spoke today was if one is allowed to bring Vazman Azeh, a Korban, it comes out that you have those that say absolutely. And those that even feel that one should bring a korban and start doing the avodah because this is when 
Mashiach will come, if, they, if you show HaKadosh Baruch that we're interested and we start doing it and we want to come close to him, and those, that, those that say that no, for many different reasons. Could be that if you do the Avodah before it's time, also could be that it's Megareah. That's what happened with Nadav Aviyu, the view Korban Esh Zara. What's the Esh Zara? You, you, weren't, you weren't asked to do it. When you're not asked to do something, you bring and you do. Could be that that's not a positive thing. Okay, there's many ways how to look at it, but at least we opened up the sugya to understand a little bit. Chazak Kubaruch.